from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for listening to the G and Ursula Show. Ursula, did something happen with this highlighter? Did you do that? Um, What is that? Man, oh, sorry. I, I just saw some all the kind of highlighted words in front of me. But good morning, and thank you for listening to G and Ursula Show. Good morning, Ursula. <laughs> You know what I love? What? That something will just, you know, there's zero filter when it comes to something. You notice something and you'll just blurt it out. And I have no idea what it is. I was trying to do a little background for you and I had a pen explode. A highlighter explode. (laughs) All over me. I mean, you wouldn't say nothing about that. And I I was telling Chef, I said, make sure G knows that I'm going to ask our next guest about this thing that was breaking while you were out taking a break. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, in any case, that's what it was. Oh. He was he was highlighting. It really blew up. Yeah, it really did. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it quite home. yellow. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as always, we invite you to join us on the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line 888-973-5476-888-973 Cairo. And with that, what's new at 10? And you heard the breaking news in Heather's newscast. A Thurston County judge has just ruled that former President Trump can be on the ballot in our state. And Matt Markovich was uh, tracking that hearing and he joins us live. Matt. Well, yeah, we've been just watching this online here when the Thurston County Judge Mary Ann Wilson basically ruled in favor of the state saying that Trump can be gone, uh, put on the March 12th primary ballot. Yep. Eight people had asked that he be removed. They used an argument that was used in in Colorado using the 14th Amendment argument that he's a possible insurrectionist. Um, But the judge basically said that she looked over the laws in the state of Washington, the election laws, and that all the dots, the I's were dotted, the T's were crossed by the secretary of state that – that allowed him to be put the Trump on the ballot for yes. the rest of the state. So she didn't see any error, and that's what she was looking for. Okay. She wasn't looking at whether he's an insurrectionist or not. That's what she was looking for and found no error. So therefore, his name can be on the March 12th ballot. So that just happened. Yeah, that like is just yeah, breaking ago. news. And I, I understand that at least one of them uh, was interviewed by Danny Westneat in the Seattle Times. And he said, well, uh, if... Donald Trump. I mean, it sounds like one of the plaintiffs is is uh, c- convinced that he should not be on the ballot. So even with this ruling, it sounds like uh, they're not going to quit. It sounds like they're going to try. For example, if there is uh, a chance that the former president is convicted of any of the felonies that he's charged yeah. with, they so, would be petitioning again. So could he call- work at a daycare center? Could Donald Trump work at a daycare center right now? I'm guessing not. Okay. I just asked well, he hasn't been convicted. But he hasn't been convicted of no, anything. No, no, no. If he was yeah. facing these charges, would he be hired at a daycare facility? I'm, I can't answer that. Yeah. Okay. I'm just asking, <laughs> y'all. So, I don't know. Um, uh, but I want to say this. There's yes. an, I'll call an audible here because of, I think you were gone. There is a bill right now that could eliminate Donald Trump off this ballot that was proposed a week ago by uh, Rep- Republican Christine Reeves from Federal Way, uh, HB 2150. And it aims at preventing anybody who would be accused, accused, not convicted, accused of insurrection under the 14th Amendment from going on our ballot. So that bill is out there. And any, everything that we've been talking about, uh, what's happened in Maine, what's happened in Colorado, 
This is Washington State's attempt to do the same thing through a bill through the legislature. Um, it's again, it's a Republican bill, highly doubtful, go anywhere, but at least they threw it out there. So they could remove Donald Trump from the ballot. I mean, and, and I just can I just play just here's why uh, she said this is Christine Reeves. It's really important for me to kind of express to people that, yes, Donald Trump is the example, but he's not the only person out there who this could apply to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, that's true. I mean, he would be setting a precedent, uh, in, yeah. in, in, essentially. Yeah. It's just not him. It's anybody. And whether they're running for our, the local dog catcher. Uh, and it would require the Secretary of State to actually make a determination on all the races, 375 races in the state. And they would have to determine if every candidate, and there's multiple candidates in each race, is, quote, qualified to run. I and don't want to take it hey, off. I, I, I was, was going to ask you because I wasn't here oh, when you probably talked about absolutely it. Absolutely not. I want him to be on the ballot. I want him to be on the ballot. You don't think seeing what happened in Iowa... It's confirmation for me. You don't see I cannot wait till New Hampshire happens. It's confirmation for me. You think I can't wait for Donald Trump to be the leading candidate for the GOP so I can forever document what has happened, even after January 6th? Because I will forever. I'm going to be in the old folks' home looking at some of my Republican partners saying, I know you ain't got nothing to say. Y'all put that dude as a candidate. I want him. I want the country to decide. And when the country decides, come on now, we about to find out what the country is about. Yeah, yeah gee, but we we did that. We did decide. He didn't accept it. He won't accept it this time. Oh, see, that's another topic. Y'all know he ain't going to accept it. He ain't going to never accept it. That's just what they do. But, but in the state of Washington, uh, Donald Trump does not stand a strong chance. That's so I mean, no. that would be the other part of it. So I think there would be it would be more problematic to keep him off the ballot because then it would be like, yes, oh look, see, exactly, I, yeah. So uh, well, yeah, I, I'm we, okay. Same okay, so let's talk about some of the things, other things going on in Olympia, but more <laughs> specifically the legislature. So let's talk about the governor's plan. He said, I'm going to make sure that gas and oil companies are going to have to show us how they're basically screwing all of us over. Uh, so he wants to, them to show their pricing strategies yeah, right. and explain why the, all these hikes are happening. So uh, in terms of how big this is for the governor, I would say this is number two for this entire legislative session. This bill forcing oil and gas companies to be transparent about their pricing. Now, just quick little 30-second, 20-second history lesson. This is all because a year ago, the oil polluters had to start paying a tax, the CCA tax, the carbon uh, Climate Commitment Act, and all of our gas prices went up. And there, and the governor said it was only going to be a few pennies. Um, well, turns out it was probably a lot more. So he is proposing this bill to be to force the oil companies to be transparent about their pricing, so they can dive into these numbers and see. Oh, you know, it it it, it did our gas tax as pollution tax actually move the needle. At the reg- at the uh, gas pump, did it make our prices higher? So that's the intent of this. Now, ye- uh, yesterday they had a huge hearing on it. Oil and gas was there. Uh, the governor's people, in my estimation, watching this entire hearing uh, for more than an hour, this bill is not ready to be cooked. It's not even ready for the oven to be cooked. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's got a lot of issues. It's got cybersecurity issues about how the state can protect this pricing information, which is huge for oil companies. And it and I thought, what I'm just going to play one thing I found really interesting. I have never heard anybody from the oil and gas companies 
gas stations, whatever. Talk about whether there is an actual price increase because of this pollution tax. And lo and behold, um, Steve Snyder of Snyder Energy, a local company here, talked about, yes, people are getting a surcharge. First and foremost, our company has observed major oil company refiners adding a surcharge to cover the cost of the CCA and the LCFS. During 2023, our company paid as much as 70 cents per gallon in CCA surcharges. There you go. I have not heard that before. Someone admitting that 70 cents a gallon that they were being charged, they passed that on to the consumer. I was going to say, and to think that they wouldn't be passing it along to consumers. So, in fact, it. Yes, it, it here's a guy who's that. actually admitting it. He's a oil and gas distributor, gas station owner, uh, gas station works with the gas stations, admitting that it was 70 cents a gallon. Wow. So, um, it's a big issue. And there's a lot of sound I can talk about. And yeah, play but about. it sounds like I don't want to spend too much time right. if you think it doesn't even if it's half baked. Well, it's, it, it doesn't it, even have it's a, a huge thing for the yeah. governor. I well, mean, it is a huge thing because he, he, he promised to show that that uh, it's not just this yeah. thing that he promised us wouldn't end up um, costing the additional fifty cents in taxes. Yeah. So they want to yeah they want to dive in and pull these out, but they want to have the uh, utilities uh, transportation commission do this kind of work. They're good at regulating electricity bills. They have zero experience on gas. And people talked about, even one of the guys said, hey, we have market makers in the world that follow OPEC and try and guess what the price of gas is going to be. And they move money around in the billions of dollars, and they get it wrong about how oil pricing is going. Mm. So what's the, how, how do we expect Washington to get up to speed like with one of these commodity trainers, traders and actually know what the price of gas is all about. Once, even, even if they get all the information, can they analyze it correctly? That was brought up by the mm. oil companies and stuff like that. So when I, this is Matt Markovich saying, my analyst is, my analysis of all this is that the governor wants to have it in place so we can start looking at gas prices by August 1st. Reality, just listening to that hearing yesterday, I, the Demo- Democrats could run it through, but boy, has it got some holes in it. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate You're welcome. You. Okay. Hey, I want to talk about, I want to update uh, a story that we did yesterday. We talked about the three Tacoma officers who were acquitted, but they are resigning from the police department. Yeah. So in the wake of the trial of those officers, some mm. big changes are actually going to be coming to the next police contract. That We didn't get into that Okay, yesterday. run it down to me. Run it down. So the News Tribune is reporting that the collective bargaining agreement with the union includes a change that prevents officers who are charged with certain crimes from getting paid leave while the criminal process plays out. So if a cop is charged with a crime that could lead to their desert Certification, the police chief would have to place that officer on investigative suspension without pay. So this is in contrast to what happened in, in this case. All three officers charged in the death of Manny Ellis stayed on paid leave for over three years. They made like more than a million dollars by the time the trial uh, started in September. And of course, the jury acquitted all three officers after that 10-week trial. As we reported yesterday, each one was uh paid $500,000 to resign voluntarily. Uh, So now this new collective bargaining agreement, it went into effect on January 1st, and it goes on for three years. So what are your thoughts on some of those changes? I agree with that. 
I think that that is a good thing if you are charged with. And did they get specific on as to which crimes? Yes, yeah, so were, there were specific crimes. Um, chef, can you help me find okay. the ones? Because I, I, I thought I highlighted them, but I don't have it. But uh, I, I think like some of them are. I mean, they're much more serious crimes, like like domestic violence or uh, attempted. Homicide, or let's just, let's just, just go just, domestic. Let's just, just, just talk about. Let's go domestic violence. Wow, that's big. Can, if domestic can, violence can is in me, there, please, chef. But um, I, I, as we talk about this, first. Right away, I think this is a good thing. But I do want to hear from my brothers and sisters that listen to the show, 888-973-5476. Do you think that this is a good thing? Ursula, I do. I think that what we have just seen just now take place, you're talking about, I think it was uh, almost four years or, yes. or almost four. It's three yes. and a half years for sure as those officers were able to get pay, paid during that entire time. And then we know that they got a buyout, which was going to be a half a million dollars. I think, yes, if you are charged with some particular crimes, you should not be able to get paid by the taxpayer. See, the, the one thing that I'm surprised about, and again, this is now agreed upon. So the union agreed with this. Yeah. Um, but Again, that assumes that someone is guilty before they've had their day in court. This is your job, though. Okay? Right. This is, yeah, not exactly. a, this is not a courtroom. So just to be clear on what the crimes are that you'd be accused of, it's either a felony offense, a gross misdemeanor domestic violence offense, or any offense with a sexual motivation. Which but makes I mean, sense. Look, I mean, do you think that our bosses... If we got charged, one of us got charged with a gross misdemeanor domestic violence offense, they would keep us on the air. Now, now to say, no. obviously they would not. Now to <laughs> say that, you, like, I don't even know that we would need to get close to that. A police yes, officer no. is be, is being yes. tried out yes. of court because their employer decides to not keep them on the job when they're facing a public criminal charge that's that serious. That's not that's not like keeping it out of court or right. being you know. Uh, pr- uh, found guilty before a court finds you that way well it, it it although you are taking their ability to be paid uh, and and to and so they're if you're on bail you can get another job can, can I, yes just like me, everyone else who gets fired when me, they face a, yes. a criminal charge but this is so the, what's new here is um so the police chief would have the option to interview the officers who are charged with a crime do the investigation and then decide on the discipline before the criminal case is even concluded I got it. I got to tell you. So I only pause. I I actually agree with this. And I think this is one of the things that people had issue with this particular case. It's like, my gosh, they they you know, you're paid. Yeah, that domestic. I'll say this. I do think domestic violence is a real problem in our world, in our country. I want to stay that first. However, that domestic violence that part could be, I mean, I wonder how, what's the extent of that. Is there a he say, she say type of deal? Oh, it's just, you, but the, any type of charge right there, any type of, oh, he did that or she did that, being able to say you're not, you're on paid, unpaid leave. Until I would you imagine it depends on the details of right, right. what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a big change. I mean, this is a big change. So I would love to hear from all of you. Because right now they're coming in. Holy cow. These officers are innocent, so they should get paid. Pretty simple. If the officer is proven innocent, they should get all back pay and interest. Again, which is the thing that I brought up. This, and it's it's an agreement. The union agreed to this.
Right. Now, right. You just said something. I'm on board with that. If you are able to get if you're able to get acquitted, then that officer, whoever those officers are, I truly believe then that pay that they did not yes. get, they should get back pay yes. for that. That would totally board, make I'm sense. On board with that. You know who else is on board? Who? Former King County Sheriff John Urquhart. He says this is a good idea if and only if they get paid back if acquitted. Yeah. I'm I, I, I think you and I are on the same page on that. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Chef, you, you good with that one? Would you get rehired here if you were I, accused of... Come on, man. Why I, Why do we keep the bar I, I, so high for police? There's still like a two... I, I, there's still a two DUI policy at SPD before they can get fired. I, come on. I know what your you're saying. Your boss still has to make the judgment yeah, call. But, 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 do you but trust your boss? Can I, can I at least just weigh in on this topic? This specific topic. Yes. This, you can feel that way, and I, I can feel this I way, know, too. I know what I can't do get away with here. Matter of fact, I can go on a lot of things that I can't get away with here, but I'm talking about this particular, All of us can't get away with. <laughs> this particular topic. I am saying, if I had to say what's fair, I would say, hey, if you're charged with those crimes that you're talking about, you don't get paid. But if you are, uh, if the charges are dismissed, if you are acquitted, all of those things, then you should get your back pay from that that's all that's a simple fair thing a simple fair thing that none of the rest of the society enjoys mm, that's not true that's not who gets true. their job back with back pay if they're found innocent if, if if your boss fires you for being on trial for being charged with a crime and then you're found innocent who gets their job back with back pay? Uh, teachers what some teachers yeah, teachers have. What what yeah. teacher has been I mean, criminally charged and then got their job back? It happens. Oh, I I mean, there's there's teachers in in, in, yeah, in unions and if, stuff if, like if that. The, you you you've you've gotten that, but. You're, 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 to your point, in the private sector, okay? In the sure. private sector, you're right. There are situations where people get fired and you never get that back pay. I agree with you on the fairness of that. If I'm an not- aide to Governor Inslee got charged with a crime and Inslee let him go, would they get their job back with back pay? Well, let's go. All right. All right, coming up next, uh, Amazon is doing something that some of you might like, some of you won't. We'll talk about the next generation. show on a Thursday morning, a chilly Thursday morning, but I understand it's going to warm up a little bit. Uh, I think I saw 50s and we're all excited Need about that. that. Need <laughs> that. For sure. So if you have made it a habit of borrowing your neighbor's Costco cards, you're going to be out of luck because Costco is making some moves to keep non-members out of their stores. The store in Issaquah is among the first in the entire country to roll out membership card readers at the entrance, which members must scan before entering. Uh, so right now, membership cards are checked visually by those creators and then at checkout, of course. But with the introduction of self-checkout stands, they're trying to do more screening 
and that's what they're going to do. And I heard a lot of belly aching about this. And my question is, is this really going to bother anybody? It don't bother me. They've been doing it because right now they have the uh, they, well they've they've already they've been they've started doing this um, right around 2020 as far as kind of um, kind of looking at your Costco card with cracking your down a little bit. Did you down. have an incident? Yeah, I had a little bit of an incident. Uh, let me just tell y'all the truth. I didn't respond too well, and because I well here's why this is what happened. Lillian. Uh, was in front of me. She goes ahead and she puts her Costco card in, goes to beep, the little scan deal. And as they were ringing them up, I'm the one that go to pay. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like the way she told me that I couldn't pay. Right now, I know she was just doing her job, but her delivery wasn't Costco ish. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're I, a big Costco fan. Right? So yes. I wasn't ready for that delivery yeah, right felt there. Like she was- so I was a little upset by that. Do I understand? Yes. Well, now lately, Costco has a uh, self checkout now in some of the stores. And the one I go to in Puyallup, they have someone standing there. As you get ready to come up there, they want it, they check your car. Now, you're still going to have to scan it once you get to the self checkout, but before you get there, they check, check it out. I don't have any problem with that because I look, I want people to uh, be a little bit responsible, making sure they're not, you know, taking anything extra out of there. So I don't have a problem. I think their idea, too, is, hey, we don't want people who haven't paid for a membership at Costco to be able to shop at Costco, Mm -hmm. because one of the reasons they can keep the prices down, they say, is because through their membership. Right. Right. Um, So. I'm totally okay with this. I'm not a big Costco shopper, so you know I I don't have as much skin in the game in this particular instance. But I told you guys uh, that the other day I went to Fred Meyer on Lake City, and on this show I've talked about how that particular Lake City has had a huge theft problem, right? Huge, right? Where I see it like right under my nose. It seemed like almost every single time I would go, there'd be someone running out the back door or there'd be something going on in the front entrance or cops would be called. I mean, it was just always something. And this last time I went, I noticed they had someone at the front door. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a a desk uh, and it was a a security guard. So all in uniform Mm -hmm. and, you know, checking people coming in. Well, not checking, but, you know, at least seeing the people coming in. And then uh, on the way out, you have to kind of wave your receipt. And I have to tell you, I felt relief. Do you? Okay. And I know that, and, and, and I I want to learn because as you were and I were talking about this right. this morning, you said, you know, there was a time that that really was it used bothersome. To, it, it used to bother me. It doesn't bother me anymore because, oh, I am still bothered by when I get ready to leave out of Costco and the person, I, I it feels like. It, it feels happens to like everybody. It though. happens to everyone, but for some reason, I take it a little extra personal <laughs> because I felt like she or he checked my receipt a longer, longer than the person oh, that stop. was in front of me. Uh, no, but, but but for real. But okay, I don't like going into a grocery store with a security guard in the front. I don't like going to a grocery store with certain products locked up. Yeah. While I understand why that happens, uh, somebody just texted in, and, and I want to take what they just said. Oh, 425. They said, it makes as if I'm being dishonest, and I don't like that feeling. Uh, let me say it again. I understand. Yeah. I just don't like the feeling. But I guess at this point, 
Uh-huh. And maybe when I was younger, I might have felt a little bit differently. But at this point, I'm like, I know I didn't do anything. So I'm happy yeah. to walk through. I and can't... I feel a little bit safer just because, you know, the, the one time I told you when someone came running out yeah. and the alarms were going off at this particular Fred Meyer, and it, was, it felt like it was like 10 minutes before someone showed up. It made me feel unsafe as a customer. I'll make a compromise, though, Ursula. I can't. I can't do someone in arm Secure. I can't do armed security in front of a store. I'm not going to that store. Is that right? No, I'm not going. I'll, I'll, I'll take a checker. I'll check somebody. Check it. Okay, that's cool. I am not going to a store that has that. And I, the biggest reason as to why is I remember growing up back in Chicago. And, you know, you go to the store and they would be behind the bulletproof glass. Yeah. Right? And then I would go and I'm, I'm a... I was younger, but I was understanding. Like, wait a minute! But how come when I go to these neighborhoods, yeah, I hear you. there is no armed security guard? And and so at a young age, I could feel like I didn't like that. Yeah. So as I've gotten older, there's a store down in Tacoma. Matter of fact, it's a uh, QFC that's right there off of Pacific, right off the 512 freeway, and they have that. I don't like going. I, I can't go in there. I don't like going into places that way because I feel a certain way. I would love to hear from uh, other people. Uh, do you feel the, the the thing that I don't like is how everything is locked up? Because when it's locked up, then you have to actually wait for someone to unlock it to get something as simple as uh, the other day it was trying to get a charger. When oh, I was going to say a charger for my mom, that was the last time I mm-hmm. asked for help, and uh, I had to get someone to open up. Um, you know, a cabinet. Oh. It was behind the glass. Oh, I mean, I hate that. Yeah. And and so then you're wait, waiting, and then it's like, okay, it's just inconvenient. This, uh, Ursula, the, 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 go back to your Fred Meyer. The armed security person doesn't bother you? It's it's not an actual police officer. Oh, just so security I, I, in a uniform. It's, yeah. So it's, no, it doesn't bother me. It actually makes me feel, I hate to say it, it makes me feel uh, safer. No, but you. again, I told you, I mean, it, it seems like every time I go to a Rite Aid, I, I witness uh, either vandalism or or someone stealing liquor. Yeah. And every time I would go to that particular Fred Meyer, yeah. it was problematic. So now I'm like, okay, good. Mm. I kinda, I'm kind of with you, G. I mean, like if I'm walking through a neighborhood where there's razor wire, on on all of the uh, the tall fencing surrounding the homes, it it, it oh, it's, sure. I'm serious. It's yeah. the same feeling as yes. when you have armed security there, and I seriously don't know why stores' solution to this problem is armed security instead of just staffing their stores. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't find a checker. The, I think. Well, but remember, with a lot of stores, their policies are do not run after the shoplifter. Yeah. Even if that's and, their policy, yeah. research shows that store staff does help. prevents Absolutely. theft, yeah, I, period. I, I want to say, again, I understand. So I just want people to know yeah. that it's not like I don't understand. Like for an example, <laughs> me understanding the person, and this just recently happened, in the grocery store parking lot, and they, they were doing something, and I heard the lock when I went past their vehicle. I understood why that lady locks her door. I don't. I don't care. I, I want my wife to lock her door. Yes. I don't care what it is. If you're yeah. sitting there, you're doing something, yes. and you're taking care of things. Lock your door. Yep. Right. This. I don't. I didn't take it personal that I was walking past and she locked their. They locked the door. I didn't right. think. Oh, what do you think? I'm going to do something. I understood. Yeah. But the feeling. Feeling. I know. 
Yeah. Steal I, the feeling. Right. Like, are you thinking that I'm up to something? Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, no, I, I but do. But I understand. Now, Vicki and Auburn and a, a couple of other people just texted in and said uh, they also like the Fred Meyer uh, edition of the guards. And she, Vicky says she asked security guards at two different times a month apart at the Fred Meyer and Auburn if their presence helped the theft. She said she was told the first time it had dropped by 80% and the second time it had dropped by 90%. Oh, wow. Wow. So that seems like a good investment. That's a good investment. All right. Good topic right there. Coming up next here on the Gene Ursa Show, let's get to scenarios. We judge other people's lives. Gene Ursa. Scenarios is brought to you by 1-800-DUI-AWAY. It is the G and Ursula show. Ursula, I, I, look, I'm, I'm going to tell you, 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 you're the one who was supposed to come back rusty, and I'm the one that's just not on top of my game lately. <laughs> I, I thought you're feeling clear these days for day 18. I, I'm going to say that maybe you need another cup of coffee. Or okay. maybe <laughs> it's the sugar, the lack of sugar. I'm actually very impressed, though, that you gave up sugar. Mm. That yeah. would be a huge, huge game changer for me. Well, thank you guys for helping me waste time. Yeah. It's now time for scenarios. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, was too obvious. I've been grinding in finance at a major company for years with my focus on a big promotion. And my dream job has just opened. I'm qualified. I'm ready. But there, here's my big break. I know it. But I'm not the only one that's qualified. My main competition happens to be my really good friend, and she wants it too. The problem is, is she doesn't know that I want it, and I'm willing to do anything to make it happen. We've always had a friendly rivalry, but lately I found out that she has been working with everyone in the workplace to try and influence this promotion. Now, here's the thing. I got a little bit of dirt on her. I know she is really having a thing with our boss, but nobody knows this except for me because I'm her really good friend. She knows I'm qualified for the job, but doesn't know how much I want the job. And I am sure she's going to get the job because, of course, she's really, if you will, in air quotes, good friends with the boss. So here I am. It's my dream job. And I can't get it by getting rid of my competition just by revealing the truth. But there's also that she's my good friend, and I would feel horrible if I got her fired. Plus, I could end up getting the boss fired, too, and then there'd be a new decision maker I'd have to impress. What do I do in this situation? 888-973-5476, Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line, Ursula. You have to bat first. So first of all, she hasn't. That's a complicated one. But the first, first of all, she hasn't told her friend that she really wants this job. No. Okay, that's how good of a friend is that? How, how good of a friend are you being if you're not being honest with your friend who's also and you know competing for this particular job? Right. So first of all, I would let her know that. I really want this job. But if you're looking at a way to sabotage her, how good of a friend are you? It's not cool. I, I, I think you need to separate the two. Your friendship is one thing. Your desire for that dream job. That dream job is going to be your nightmare job if you get your best friend fired and the boss fired. Don't try to promote yourself or get promoted by trying to take someone else out. By, by spilling dirt that you... I mean... 
do you know for a fact? Oh, she does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't do it that way. Even if you know for a fact, don't do it that way. I want to say, Chef, before it comes Mm -hmm. to you, this is a very complicated scenario. I mean, very complicated because here it is. You want this job. You know that you're qualified for the job. And meanwhile, the person that will probably get the job is also messing around with the boss who will decide on the job. This will tough. I'm with you, Ursula. Once again, you just going to have to just try to get the job. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. But yeah. don't go the other way by trying to sabotage your friend. Yeah, Let her know, though, that you're really interested. In the, maybe she bows out. Maybe she huh. you know, looks point. at it and says, hey, you know, I'm having this interpersonal relationship, which is a no-no. And maybe she'll just you know, eliminate herself. You okay. don't know. But be so, honest. So apprising your workplace of a gross violation and conflict of interest in a promotion process that you're involved in is unethical, but sleeping your way into your position is not. I mean, seriously? Like, what do you do if she gets the job then, right? You're just like, oh, well, I guess, you know, best woman for the job. Moving on now. Do you not say anything to HR at that point that, hey, I think my my application was unduly ignored because the person that you hired is stepping the boss? But you're only telling. You're only going to say something for your promotional gain. You were never going to say something in the very beginning when you know it's wrong. You weren't going to say anything then, but now you want to say something. Yeah, if it gets in your way. So Burn do you it val- all down. Do you value Come your on. French? <laughs> wow. Why not? Wow. What? I'm not burning it down, man. I would have a candid conversation with my friend first and just say, hey, I also don't feel comfortable with this idea that you have this relationship with the boss and he's going to be the one that hires you. That's going to sound like blackmail. No. I I think there's a way that you Hey, just so you know, I'm applying for the same job as you. I also have concerns about your relationship. Well, I think there's a way you can do it if you're really good friends. Yeah. I think I would just say... I'm not getting I good really, friend vibes, really, honestly. I, re- I know. It doesn't sound like a great friend. It sounds like <laughs> no, uh, uh, there's a competition I, there, too. I value my word with a friend way over any type of financial gain. For real. Like, I'm, I'm not, that's non-negotiable. Look, if I don't get the job, I don't get the job. I'm not going to get the job by burning down uh, with the information that I got. Nick? Well, did somebody order a spice level of number five at P.F. Chang's or something? Because this scenario has all (laughs) the heat and drama you could think of when it comes to competing for a job. Because in this case, you have two so-called friends who'll do this, whatever it takes to defeat one another. Even if it comes to a revelation of secrets, maybe some possible infidelity, I guess we'll see if they're truly friends if the beans eventually get spilled for the benefit of the other. Worst case, the boss sees this drama and immaturity could possibly hire neither one of them, so be careful what you wish for. The boss is compromised, so that boss has no choice (laughs) now. This is why you don't, if you're a boss out there, this is why you don't put yourself in this situation. Rob, the retired Puyallup police officer, one of my faves, living in Tennessee, still listens. He says, we don't have dirt on friends, so I'd say that's not a true friend. That true, Jay? Yeah, we don't. Your friends are your friends. You would never look at it as dirt. You you can disagree with what they do, but you wouldn't look at it as a way to gain while the other person ends up losing everything. Yeah, that's this. This I I tell you what, this scenario is something because (laughs) I tell you. 
There's some people that would, though, right? There's some people that would be like, ooh, financial gain? I'm going to go tell a little bit of dirt. All right. It's time for Agree to Disagree. We appreciate all of you guys hanging out, listening to the show. We're going to have some fun next. Gene Ursler.